thanks for joining us today on Open the Word with Circle of Friends. I'm Missy. And I'm Beth. And I'm Lisa. And we are delighted to have you with us today as we sit around this table, opening God's Word Mm -hmm. as always, uh, because we feel that it's so important and we really don't have any thing to say, ladies. I mean, we can talk all day, granted, but if we are not offering the Word of God and what it says to others, we're really just blowing hot air. So, um, and honestly, Beth, I love how you end the podcast to not take our word for Mm -hmm. things, because even though we do open the Word and we talk about the Word, ooh, you know, what, what if I'm, what I'm saying is wrong? Well, I'm sure Beth and Lisa and others will tell me. I hope they do. I hope you do, listener. But but check it out for yourself. Even as you're listening to uh, your pastor's sermon, mm-hmm. podcasts, people, um, check it out for yourself. Make mm-hmm. sure that what they are saying lines up with what the Word of God says, because the Word of God is our authority. Mm-hmm. End of story. Mm-hmm. End of statement. Mm-hmm. God is God, and we are not. <laughs> hey, I want to know, I see your Bibles in front of you. What do you have flagged? What what hit you in the past week or so? What scripture are you on? My Bible is flagged, but I think my phone has more, huh. <laughs> more verses I was looking up. So I looked there. I was just kind of hanging out for a little bit of time uh, in Proverbs. Proverbs 6, 16 through 19. Ooh, and what, what hit you there? What struck well, you that you flagged it? Here's what struck me. Um, I'll read it, and then I'll tell you. It says, there are six things mm-hmm. that the Lord hates, seven that are an abomination to him, haughty eyes, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that make haste to run to evil, a false witness who breathes out lies, and one who sows discord among brothers. But enough about social media. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. Well, it's it's so interesting when I was having a conversation with um, my daughter-in-law the other day, and we were talking about how culture, uh, you know, kind of puffs itself up and, uh, and like kind of, throws out that pride is important or we should be prideful. Mm -hmm. Like that's what they're saying. We should be proud of who we are. We should be proud. We we should be proud, right? We should be proud. But that's exactly opposite to what scripture says, Mm -hmm. isn't it? We shouldn't be proud. Um, We we're valuable to God. And, you know, we look at our children and we, we have a sense of pride in what they accomplish. But the pride, I think that the culture is trying to get us, it's like, thinking more of ourselves than we really mm-hmm. ought to. And that's the danger of that, mm-hmm. that we're <laughs> culture itself is a slippery slope because I believe that Satan uses many things, uh, social media and everything else to take a portion of the truth and mm-hmm. put it out there. And people follow that though. It's leading down the wrong path. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? No, he's, a, he's a counterfeiter from the, mm-hmm. from the get go. He, he is called an angel of light, which is what he was. He was one of the brightest angels in heaven, and he fell. Why? Because of his pride. 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 Yeah. I think pride's probably about the biggest sin, if we can, I don't want to categorize sin, but I think it's probably the most prevalent, even though we'll, we'll pick out other sins. I think we'll, it all kind of stems back to pride. At least I know when I've been studying the Bible, like I'll start out, mm-hmm. this is like my issue and I'm working on it. And yeah. somehow it always ends up And then up the root, you get pride. down to the root of it and it's pride. I remember, you know, not so long ago, but 
a couple decades ago, which just seems shorter and shorter <laughs> all the time. But um, insecurity was a big, big mm. issue in my life. And when I dug in, mm-hmm. I realized that that the fear that comes with insecurity is like a Siamese twin with pride. Yeah. It all comes back to me. And, and when I put me, my feelings, my desires ahead of what God says about me and uh, ahead of who he is and the fact that he is at work and I am here to be his steward and do the work that he has given me to do. Ooh, when I saw it uh, as it wasn't an idol, it was, well, or was it? It, it was, um, it was kind of paralyzing me, but but that fear that was paralyzing me had nothing to do with faith in the God who had called me to the things that I was so insecure to do, right? Uh, so it's a displaced um, power, and, and we're looking to our own reasoning, and we, and we become wise in our own minds, and when we're wise in our own minds, we tend to think we're smarter than everyone else, including God, <laughs> I think for me, that showed up too in the form of, and this is where it gets tricky and deceitful, is humility. Like you think, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm being humble because I'm not being boastful, but Mm -hmm. I'm actually being insecure (laughs) because I'm worried Mm -hmm. about me, me, me and not leaning on him. Mm -hmm. And so I think that was a hard one for me to get to that that is actually pride as well. Mm -hmm. It's interesting because I can remember listening to a message uh, a pastor was preaching and my daughter who was in her, I don't know, mid-teens somewhere, just afterwards saying mom is it really being humble when someone stands in the pulpit and tells you that he's humble mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like I uh, know honey you brought out a good <laughs> a good point you if you're humble you don't have to tell people you are people know that you are because you you make no production of yourself mm-hmm. you you and part of it is the confidence of who you are in God, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You walk in that humility. Jesus did that. He knew exactly who he was. He was the son of God, the king of kings, the Lord of lords. And yet he walked in humility. We can do that because we are his. Mm-hmm. We get it twisted somehow. Mm-hmm. Um and a, a lot of it is our culture. A lot of it is, you know, I think just human nature, the flesh. Some it is some of it is, I think, is indeed Satan leading us down a path that says, you know, uh, I, I mean, just think of some of the things that we're being told in our culture today, you know, that and it so goes against the grain and the and the word that we see written in the mm-hmm. Bible. This is God's word to us, and this is what he tells us. He tells us who we are. This is the path of deception instead of the path of truth. Truth. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it it all comes back to what we are willing to allow to guide us through our journey on this place called Earth. Um, Like I've said a million times before, this valley of the shadow of death, we don't have to fear evil if we can just keep focused on the fact that God is with us. He is with us, and he has prepared a table, a banquet, a feast here in his word and in fellowship with him through the privilege of prayer, through, uh, oh, he has prepared this place for us to find sustenance and nourishment, but we're looking to so many other places to find our identity, aren't we, apart from the one who created us. So what is, what is the choice that you're making today? Um, 
the word of God says, choose this day whom you will serve. Keep reading. It's in Joshua. <laughs> and then we come to that place where Joshua says, but as for me and my house. So I can't change the world, but I am entirely responsible for and have the opportunity to change right here in, in me, core of my being, and the circle of influence that I have. And I'm going to be so bold, and I'm just going to say this. I don't think that we can continue on that path and remain bold and confident and without the Word of God. We just can't do it. So no matter how many times you've opened the Word, no matter how much you know about the Word, no matter how much you've read it, heard it, memorize any of that, unless you continue in it, mm-hmm. you cannot stand against Satan. You can't stand against culture. You can't stand against opinions that are beating at you. Mm-hmm. You know, you you need you need the word. I mean, you may have eaten a really good breakfast yesterday and drank a lot of water. Guess what? You got to do it again today uh-huh. in order to nourish your body. You you it, these are daily habits, um, daily choices that we make. Ugh. You know. I would love it if you could go to the gym one time and be fit for life. It doesn't work that way. It just doesn't work that way. You have to continue on. Um, yeah, We know it. Are we living it? It's easy for us to be very focused on the things that um, are culturally acceptable, which, you know, let's face it, fitness is or the opposite of that the whole uh love who you are and so forget about fitness okay forget about it how's your heart how's your heart a heart is a physical thing it's also also a spiritual emotional relational thing how's your heart how's your heart we have to come back each and every day to okay this is what the world offers us but what is best for me if if Maybe if I was God, I'd say what's best for me is uh, cream sticks. We live in Amish country, and they are mighty good. And lattes with whipped cream, because I'm a sugar freak, um, a recovering sugar freak. Uh, You know, all the things that are not good for me, but, oh, they feel so good. Henry Cloud says it's, it's a decision of hurt versus harm. So we love all the things that aren't good for us, right? But, boy, we don't like going to the dentist because, whoa, that hurts. But you know what? It's not the dentist that's hurting us. It's the sugar that we are taking into our mouths or the whatever that's causing the cavities. The dentist is there to help us. Even if he hurts us, he's not there to harm us. So as we look at the buffet that our culture offers us, Hurt versus harm. And yes, it's true. Oftentimes, the things that are most uh, tasty, appealing, ultimately they harm us. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it does remind me of a verse, but I just can't remember it anymore. I'm so. sure we cannot come up with that verse uh, in Hebrews. Uh, it's somewhere in the Bible. <laughs> I don't know, you know what, maybe in, towards the end, and maybe in Hebrews, and maybe in chapter 12. And it might say, No discipline seems pleasant at first. It seems painful, but in the end, there's a harvest, a harvest of peace and righteousness for those who are trained by it. Training is an everyday thing. You don't sit a child on the, on the potty and have them go one time and then forget about it. No, we want them trained, don't we? Uh, training takes the everyday. Sometimes it feels like 
the mundane thing. And yes, I've heard the whole, I don't want to read the word of God if I don't understand it. Okay. How's that work and not to be reading it? And, and by the way, do you understand what you're putting in your mouth, what it does to your body? Well, and why, why not just carry that logic throughout your life? Do you understand how electricity works? How gas in your car works? Do you understand how the internet works? <laughs> do you understand gravity? <laughs> <laughs> Fully. Could you recreate that? I mean, seriously. <laughs> if you, you know, we, we have all kinds of excuses. But, mm. and true, that is, that is true. I've heard that myself Mm -hmm. it's it is just a matter of making a decision and choosing that's what it always comes down to and and let me just say i'm thankful for farmers who grow the food even for some of the food manufacturers that you know have made it very convenient for me i'm thankful for the electric company oh the water company i am thankful i am thankful for the modern conveniences that the authors of well the author of the word of god knew but the people who were writing it didn't didn't have i'm I'm really thankful we don't live in a tent um I'm thankful that we don't have to use sticks or whatever or dung to start the fire. I am I am thankful that we have the written word of God. I am thankful for all of these conveniences, but I don't trust in them. I, I trust in God. And when the power is out, uh, I'm not going to yell and scream at the electric company. I mean, I, I'm certain they're doing all that they can to get it up and running, but I'm going to trust God to see me through. Um who do you trust and why do you trust them are they trustworthy i can assure you god is trustworthy his word is trustworthy and when we turn to him in prayer he's listening he is listening even if i don't understand how god the author of life and creator of this world and everything in it has time and patience for me, he does. So I'll keep flipping on the switch for the electric. I'll keep putting gas in my car, even though I don't really understand the engine, how it gets from the fuel tank and sparks the, my husband's explained it a lot of times. I still, it's not something I even think about. I just use that car. Or maybe you plug yours into a wall and the electric just continues to recharge it. Yay! But when the electric goes out, where are you at? And when the water, for whatever reason, quits running, where are you at? I mean, it happens. It happens. But I can tell you this. No matter where I'm at, in the dark, thirsty, hungry, hurting, God is always there. He has never, never left me. Never And the times that I feel like he's far away, it's usually because I've turned the other direction. I've talked a lot. Lisa, you're sitting here nodding (laughs) your head. I want to hear your voice. I just agreed with everything, like nodding and agreeing with everything that you're saying. And obviously we just kind of walked that out a little bit with locally, Mm -hmm. with going without power and without water. And Mm -hmm. several of my children have gone without. And, you know, we did have like had a discussion about that saying, you know, like, how did we do this? Like back in the day, like we didn't have mm-hmm. air conditioning. <laughs> like we, you know, we had to make it work and, mm-hmm. you know, and we're just so used to a lot of things and a lot mm-hmm. of that conveniences and all of that stuff. And it's, 
just amazing, like how we react when it's taken away from us. Mm-hmm. Whereas you're right, like the word of God is not taken away from us, mm-hmm. but all these other things can. And how are we in the midst of that? Because I, I mean, obviously, social media again, like you'll see the posts and there people are angry with the electric company. And why aren't they doing this? Well, they better give me my money back. Well, they better do this and somebody better do that. And, you know, we're just not prepared, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. another thing like, you know, with the word of God, what that does, it prepares us for situations and all these other things. There's, we're not prepared for any of that stuff. Well, and also we've become dependent yes. on temporal things instead of having this total dependence on the one who is and was and will be, um, you know, I, I, and I sit here, you know, we've talked about the whole oh, 60 years of life and looking, the look back says to me, there were a lot of hard times. And so the look forward says, and there's going to be more, but the one constant has been God. So what am I dependent on? Who am I dependent on? Well, I'm so thankful that God cannot be taken from me, even in the dark, even when I'm hungry, even when I'm sick. I I think of my dear friends in the nursing home for so many years. You know, for them, it was always a win-win. I love my life. I love my people here on earth. But when I take my last breath of this earth air, oh, I am truly alive, and my life is secure for all eternity because of who God is. Oh, yeah, the Word of God. If you're not in it, I encourage you feast on it today. I mean, I, I, I have brought my journal along to the table today. And actually, I think I referenced this a, a couple of um, podcasts ago. I, I took time over the last several months to write out all of Psalm 119. It, uh, it was probably... Um, yeah, it, it was long. I went through several pens, um, <laughs> and I took time to stop and look things up. But it, it, it's one of those highlights in my life. And I, I really had to laugh the morning that I just couldn't sleep. Um, I was up, oh, it says here, 1230 a.m. Mm-hmm. And this is unusual for this woman that goes to bed in the 9 o'clock hour. And Psalm 119, verse 62, at midnight, I rise to praise you because of your righteous rules. The Amplified says, At midnight I will rise to give thanks to you because of your righteous ordinances. Verse 63 says, I am a companion of all who fear you, of those who keep your precepts. Precepts means guiding principles. This is how I live my life. And I stopped right there that morning, and I said, Lord, I am a companion of those who fear you. When I think of the faces that you have surrounded me with, they fear you. They love you. They respect and honor you. And they are the ones who are pouring truth into my life uh, in addition to the word of God. They confirm because y'all love his word. That's the kind of companion I want to be to the people that I'm doing life with. So yeah, get in his word. It is so alive and speaks to us right now, today. Never grows old. Now, I don't always understand all the stuff that happened in the Old Testament with the, I don't, and I don't know if I ever will. However, it was a different era. And I'm guessing that 2,000 years from now, they may look back on what we're doing right now and say, phew, I don't understand that. What the world were they thinking? Yeah, 
They don't have to understand it. It happened. This is this this is true. This is true. It happened. But the word of God continues to point us to the truth that will keep that will not harm us, that will keep us healthy, that will keep us on track for God's will and then on track for the relationship with the people that he surrounded us with. I also have Romans 14, 17 written down right here. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating or drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And that's how we live life, by the power of the Holy Spirit. The spirit of the one who created us, lived, died, was resurrected for us, that spirit indwells us and gives us the strength to make it through the day-to-day. Every day. Lisa, as you sit there and nod your head. I'm just like immersed in everything you're saying. Like you got my undivided attention. Well, I I had to think I, I had to think of, of your story the first time I met you. You were doing life in your own strength. Oh yes, very much so. And then God said That's not enough. Um, <laughs> Clearly not enough. He said, I'm enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you totally changed the way you were doing life because you trusted the one who authored your life. Yes. When I was doing it on my own, I was totally just in the wrong direction. You know, but I didn't realize it, too. Mm-hmm. That was the thing. You don't realize that you're doing it on your own. I was checking a lot of boxes. I was like, oh, okay, I need to do this, 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 and this. Mm-hmm. But I really wasn't. I think God's word was the biggest thing that was missing. Mm-hmm. You know, you talk about it on Sunday and, you know, obviously they're referencing scripture and they're preaching on God's word. But that's when I heard it and then I would go home and maybe I would look at a devotional, but like I would just read the verse and then what they had to say about the verse. And that was like enough mm-hmm. or in my mind, I thought it was enough, but it clearly was not enough because it wasn't sustainable. It, like, you know, when life hits you and the, you know, the trials, the tribulations, it's not enough. There's nothing rooted there that's mm-hmm. going to help sustain me. Mm-hmm. And that's where I found myself in that situation where it was like, oh, what's missing? What 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 went wrong there? Mm-hmm. And it really did boil back to I just wasn't rooted enough in his word mm-hmm. and didn't really trust him enough. Like you think you trust him until something happens. And then you realize, you know, I really wasn't trusting him. He really wasn't the leader of my life. He was just kind of like, oh, I accepted him, he's going to make all this work out, and I'm just going to go do whatever I want. Is almost, like, I don't think at that time I would have said it that way out loud and mm-hmm. realized that, but looking back, that's basically how I was walking it out. Mm-hmm. So as you're talking about all of that, I think about um, the journey that we all went through. Can it be that it all started several years ago? COVID. Mm-hmm. So your relationship with the Lord um, it had started before COVID. Yes. But tell me about what what all of that, that strange time that we all had to live in, did for your relationship with him. That was probably, I would say, probably the largest growth hmm. time for my relationship with Christ because the whole rest of the world kind of slows down. Mm-hmm. So you're not pulled in all these different directions. And at that same time, we were going through a very difficult situation like in our family so it was kind of like God's like, okay, we're going to sit you in this and I'm going to marinate you in this and you're going to figure this out. And so that is the, I think it was the first year of COVID was actually the first year I literally read the Bible from start to finish. Mm. Like it was something, it wasn't because I wanted to check a box and say, oh my gosh, I read the whole Bible. I felt like 
I needed to know who God was. And if it's in there, then it's important. So I needed to know what it said from the beginning to the end and what was I missing. And by the time I got through that Bible, I don't, like, God was, like, I only knew a fraction of who God was. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. by the time I got through, like, reading his word and understanding, like, from beginning to end, and I absolutely love the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. Like, there was so much in there and just learning all of that and being able to take that time because we weren't you out doing 9,000 <laughs> other things. And it was also, I'm walking it out because the situation is also like that family dynamics is a huge struggle. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like, okay, here's my word. We're going to do this, but we're going to figure out how to apply it as we go along. Mm-hmm. So coming out of that, I felt so much stronger and just, you know, I don't even know how many journals I went through mm-hmm. during just that time period, just of writing it all out and trying to understand it and, you know, who is God saying he is? What is, what is he promising? What did, what mm-hmm. did he do? Like, like that's where it was learning to really trust him. God says this, God did this. And then I see it in my life. Okay. God's saying this, God did this and mm-hmm. I'm documenting it and journaling it so I can go back and I can remember, wait a minute. It's like, so it's easy for me to go back now and be like, oh yeah, I was studying this. This happened. He, he said this would happen and it happened. And so I can just see over and over again where he's been faithful and if he's been faithful here, here, and here, mm-hmm. why wouldn't he be faithful here? Mm-hmm. So it, it it did a lot for me. Like my roots were grounded, and the level of trust, I think, was the big thing. Like that really, I began to really trust in who he was and that he would get me through whatever it was that we were going through. Mm-hmm. You were abiding in his mm-hmm. word. Yes, and I didn't really even understand I don't think the depth of that word Mm -hmm. (laughs) prior to that, because it had come up in different circles and we had talked about that. But until it's like, I don't know, I just kept thinking he's marinating me here. Mm -hmm. Like right here, he's Mm -hmm. like, we're not going anywhere. We're going to just marinate in this for a Mm -hmm. while. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Missy, how did COVID change or uh, cement maybe strength and firm up? (laughs) You were pretty firm in your faith even prior to. Yeah, I I do think... um, I, I'm not sure that I've really processed through all that because mm-hmm. it, for me, it, the transition and and not all of it was due to COVID. Some of it was just transition in life. But um, I feel like maybe overall the church, it became easy to, I mean, so churches are closed. What do you do? So mm-hmm. then it becomes something that you have to continue mm-hmm. on, which I think brings great growth or it reveals maybe weaknesses, mm-hmm. right? Um, so in that way, I think God has used it, and I think that's great. So mm-hmm. in my own life, um, I, I'm I don't, I'm not really sure COVID is is has impacted so much as the transitions in my life. Does that make sense? It, oh, absolutely. Yes. Um, just at my age, where we're at, uh, in, the, in the family, in in my job. Uh, you know, kind of going through retirement through that time or close to retirement through that time um, and what all that looked like. And for me, I continued to go to work, continue to do all of those things. But 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 church was pretty well closed down. Mm-hmm. So then where do, you, where do you go? You have to do it on the Internet. It, but as important as the church has always been to me, I think the thing I've discovered and I've known it, but I think the thing that I've discovered is while that connection is essential, it doesn't have to happen within the church building, which mm-hmm. we all know. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, I know that. Like, I know that. Um, for me, 
church, true church, true body of Christ has been around this table for mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has sustained me. It has built me up. It has all those things. Even while I'm in church and and uh, living and growing and, and you know walking beside other brothers and sisters in the faith, this table here has gone deeper for me. Mm-hmm. Okay, the ladies that have sat around and the men, you know, the, the guests we've had sat around this table. And, I, and the whole key to that has been the word of God. Mm-hmm. So it mm-hmm. always kind of comes back to that. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. what about you, Beth? Yes, I would say that um, for me, COVID maybe was different than for a lot of people. It was simply yet another one of those hard places that I was old enough that I realized God was going to work in this too, because he's always at work. My part was to make sure my face was turned to him and that I was looking to him to be my source. Uh, that was a big one in the midst of COVID, Psalm 119, 114. That was before I was reading it and writing it all down in my journal, but I was still reading it. And um, Psalm 119, 114 says, You, O Lord, are my refuge and shield. Your word is my source of hope. And when I when I got to that verse in the midst of COVID, and I remembered all the frantic reports I was hearing um, from from people, you know, face-to-face people or texts or social media or the news. I thought, you know what, I'm done. And none of this is my source of hope. But this word, the Bible, the word of God, that's my source of hope. And so for me, it made me, who I was, I was abiding. I, you know, the word has been um, a priority in my life for at least 20 years. And I'm so thankful. Now, I'm 60. So does that tell you those the first 40 years, I missed out on so much. But I'm thankful that the past 20 years, it has been that daily coming before the Lord and saying, what, what do you have for me today? And so um, COVID just became one of Another one of those hard places that was a growth space because God was seeing us through all of it. My story is different than yours. God knows your story. And if you're still reeling from, you know, the the, the issues of COVID, the trauma of COVID, take it to him. Please talk to him about it and be honest with him. But look to his word to see you through. And, and the how then shall we live now? Look to his word. Don't just take our word for it. Open the word and allow his word to guide you, to reveal what he had for you in the past two years or 20 years or however many years, and then to guide you through the coming years. He is faithful. And he will never leave you or forsake you. Keep your eyes on him. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening today. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. We'd love to hear from you, so find us on Facebook and Instagram at Open the Word Podcast or... Send us an email to openthewordpodcast at gmail.com.
Is it time for you to plan a day trip with your peeps? Come and stay a while at Shia Market in Berlin. There is something for everyone, no matter what your taste or style may be. Visit the Village Gift Barn for your custom floral arrangements and timeless accessories for your home. Stroll upstairs to Shia's Style Boutique for your perfect outfit. Everything from accessories to shoes. Be inspired at country gatherings with decor from Modern Farmhouse to transitional design. Then meander through the gardens for a large selection of houseplants. And last but not least, order your perfect cup of brew at the Buggy Brew Coffee Company. End your day by gathering to relax in our courtyard. You will leave feeling connected and refreshed.